The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Need a pen? Anyone else need a pen? <laughs> my, my throwing is not that very good. You're catching his breath on my throwing. Anyone else? And you already have paper, right? The the back of the um, reflections could also be used. Okay, great. So, all right, before you start writing, this is what's happening. So, um, I was just informed by NASA that in about 12 minutes, give or take, actually at at 3.30 exactly, at 3.30, an asteroid is hitting right here, 108 Birch Street. And none of us getting out of here alive. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> this is it. You didn't quite realize, but it is what it is. You never know, right? So, as our, before we go as, 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 um, as a gift... To ourselves and our loved ones, we get to write our obituaries. A brief version, may not be the long version, but a brief version. Assuming that your life ended in this moment, and I know it comes as a surprise, and, and we've been practicing all day, so hopefully this is landing with some more ease than it would have otherwise. But um, So there are two styles uh, you can take on writing your obituary. So one is the, you know, the New York Times style is kind of the facts and this person did this and these many kids, survivors, blah, 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 right? Kind of factual. You're welcome to do that. It's perfectly cool. And, and you might start that way and you might end up in the more creative or personal, which is you know, something that you would write for yourself. Like, what is? Like, if... What you, would you like your obituary to be looking back at your life? What would it be if you're looking back? And it could be very creative. It could be Nikki loved green apples or something, you know, that may, you may not find in, in, in the New York Times style, but maybe it was more meaningful to you, but what was valuable to you, what was meaningful to you. Um, so you are welcome to write it any which way that speaks to you right now in this moment. But with the, it, it's not when you're 80 or 90 or 100, but it ends today. Like with that kind of perspective that we want to bring in. Like what, when you look back at your life, what does it look written in words, okay? All right, well, better get to work. We have 10 minutes. We have um, options. So, so in a moment, I'd like to invite you to get into groups of three. And you have the option, if you wanted, to 
to read your obituary to two other people and be held witness. And you don't have to. The invitation is that, as I've done this practice before, when you write it, some things resonate, some things you realize, some things, and when you read it actually to other people who are holding you witness and just hearing with kindness, sometimes something else clicks when you hear yourself out loud, reading it out loud to others. And again, it's an option, you don't have to. And as we get into groups, you can just read it and then reflect, or you can just reflect what it was like to write it. Again, you have options. Um, but if you're curious to, what, to see what it's like to read it out loud, I do invite you to try that. So let's get into groups of three, and please, maybe, again, groups you haven't worked with, people you don't know. As you're coming back into formation to the big group, I have to say it is absolutely remarkable for me to walk around and hear people laughing, talking about their obituaries, reading their obituaries to each other and then laughing about it. It's, it's, that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard a lot of laughter in the room, just to let you know, guys. Ah, So... Yeah, and I see a lot of smiles. <laughs> so, so what did you discover? What did you learn? What was it like to engage in this way? Especially if you haven't spoken yet today. I'd really like to invite you, if you wish, to put your voice in the room. Okay, even if you have spoken today. Thank you. Uh, I, I was really excited to share about our group with Ludwig and Alan. Um, but maybe starting more like personally reflecting on my obituary was uh, how it's been fascinating researching mandalas in Tibetan Buddhism and thinking about the life as a mandala. And I was really curious uh, and how kind of going deeper into the Tibetan tradition, how it's, uh, it's often related to the elements in nature and how um, different parts of our lives relate to those elements in nature. So kind of writing the obituary obituary from that perspective um, allowed me to connect with that part of me that really cares about nature and the planet. And I really loved relating uh, within our group around what came up around the similarities between contemplating that and the way we relate to that and, and the way we relate to environmental degradation and the many different forms it takes. And I, I, I wanted to bring that in. Yeah. Do you want to say a little more about the last part especially? The, the way that we almost as a group were talking how we in the sheet that 
we have, mm -hmm. we could replace that with environmental degradation mm -hmm. and still have something that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. kind of seeing how um, relating with um, uh, environmental degradation is something that a lot of people feel personally responsible about, mm -hmm. but many times, right, like it's it's inevitable. It's our lifespan depends on it. And um, human life expectancies and certain like there's just so many similarities in the way we relate to it and the way how by making it more personal and, and embodied experience of it, we kind of can bring that in uh, more into our lives and kind of tying back to like what is what offering can can we make to, to that? Yeah. Thank you for that beautiful offering. I appreciate as I'm looking over the Atisha contemplations. Yeah, it can um, substitute, you know, the human body's fragile and vulnerable. The earth is fragile and vulnerable. Just all yeah. of those. And, and it really, whew, I get chills as, as I do that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really grateful for our group as allowing this space and container for everything we people shared um, kind of contributing to like, okay, what, how can we create this offering and what would that look like? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Very well said. So I pass it on to the next. <laughs> Somebody else. Somebody else. This exercise was very difficult for me. Uh, I shared with it, uh, that, uh, my group that uh, I felt like this is some kind of a homework that you're supposed to do, but you haven't looked into. And then like, it's like finally you have an opportunity to, to do it. And it was very, very difficult. And I think it, it is about somewhat connected to kind of unhappiness that I am experiencing with my life. Uh, and... I couldn't go deeper level other than some kind of resume uh, in a way that what I have done uh, with my life and how many family members I have and stuff like that too. So, so it was a, a really a stretch exercise for me, uh, but I, I think my group helped me understand that maybe I was thinking too much about like important stuff. The actual, uh, I think, your meaning of life may really depend on small things and how much that um, like a little positive change or impact you made with your everyday life too. So it made me think about how I should uh, live my life. For the, and I'm glad that we didn't end our life here <laughs> at uh, 3.30. Yeah, we have a life to go. Yeah. So Beautiful. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm moved with your sharing. And your courage to bring it up and share that it was challenging, it was difficult, and how powerful it was to have the support of your partners in this and, and seeing differently. And the, the sense of hope and inspiration that I hear in you, like, ah, paying attention to what matters in, in different ways, in more important ways, but Maybe not the worldly ways, but really, man. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, thank you for my group who helped yeah. me see Lovely. different perspectives. Beautiful. Hmm. 
other reflections, please. What was challenging, what was moving, what you realized. Yeah, please. Thank you. I think as part of writing, it was inevitable to not think about and write about all the things that I want to do. There's this, if I had lived longer, she would have done all of these other things too. Um, So it was interesting to notice that longing for what else is there that I've not done or not it was good to see that in balance of, oh, this is what other people would say, and this is all, all the good things already, but also there is the desire or the, the feeling of I haven't done or wanting to do more, mm-hmm. wanting to do other things, mm-hmm. wanting things to be different than maybe what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think there... Um, different things that you're saying I want you to delineate them one is the sense of she as you as one writes the obituary is looking at what has been like okay if it ended today oh this is what has been what has been the, the in a pith way what would I write about my life what would it have been by now okay and then the other aspect you're bringing up is Oh, had she lived, these are the things she would have wanted to do, right? And there are two ways to hold that. One way is with aspiration or inspiration, moving forward. And actually we will do a guided meditation next that will tap into what are your values, what are your aspirations, moving forward now. That's one way to hold it. And there's another way to hold it, which is this wanting, I want to do this, and darn it, I think it's just, ouch, there's just so much pain and suffering in, in things not done, life unlived, which, ouch, it just kind of, it, it, it's, it's painful. So I invite you to, to notice how your mind is, is holding them in a way of aspiration or in a way of, tightly clinging and and wanting and, and kind of resisting which creates a conflict and I would be curious mm-hmm. thank you yeah right any other reflections to bring into the room to feel complete about the, yeah right behind you I guess I um, I feel kind of surprised that that this was empowering for me I would not have thought that that would be the case at all, like, but um, I, I think something about saying what, like my, like what my reality was or how I was, and for some reason not feeling like tightly attached, like tightly like attached to it, like there's more. Um, there's more space around it. It's like, oh yeah, this is what happened. And like, I just feel really good about it. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm hearing a sense of a sense of surprise, as you yeah. were saying, empowerment, and a sense of peace, ease. Oh, this is what my life was, and ah, there's a sense of contentment, perhaps. In not putting words. Is is that what is coming up? Yeah, or? yeah. Because w- like in our small group, um, I was saying like as I was writing it, the one difficult for me coming up was this like, well, maybe I I like shouldn't be saying this because this is like. And is this an identity thing for me? I'm I'm saying this is how I am, or like, is there a feeling behind this of like, this is a point I have to get across. Like when you're talking to someone new, you need to know this about me. I'm this, Mm -hmm. but actually I don't have that. I'm coming from this totally other angle where, for me to actually just say what my reality is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is um, not super easy. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. when I have like the chance to do that. And it feels really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think maybe that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. What, what I'm hearing you say, if I'm getting it right, is is there a sense of um, not second-guessing yourself and speaking what is really true for you, not worrying about Oh, um, and and also if if you if you are second guessing, well, am I saying this because I want to be uh, seen a certain way? Am I saying this for the benefit of others? And realizing, no, actually, this is what's true for me, and and having a sense of trust in 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 saying what is true for you, and then for you to be received, to be seen in that way. Yeah, this is what's happening for me right now. This is what's arising. This is and and odd in, in and in that meeting and you seeing yourself and allowing yourself to be seen and other people seeing you and holding you in that way. There's a sense of wow, this is beautiful. A sense of empowerment as you were talking about it. You don't have to hide. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Lisa. And and to say whatever came up for you during this practice. If it was challenging, it was empowering, if it was brought up um, aspiration, if it brought up wanting to do more, live more, whatever it brought up, just notice, simply notice. This is part of mindfulness of death, awareness. It's bringing awareness. There's no right or wrong. You know this already, right? There's no right or wrong. Just realizing, seeing whatever this package is here, born of all the causes and conditions in your life, what is arising for this being right now. So I'd like to move on to the last piece, brief piece that we have before we end at 4.30. And that is I'd like to do a brief guided meditation. And for this, you're welcome to be sitting. You're also welcome to be lying down if you like. It's perfectly fine. If you think you can stay awake, lie down by all means. And this is a deathbed visualization. And I'm going to stop the recording and restart it. 